since uh, Roe versus Wade, uh, over 64 million babies have been aborted in the United States. Nearly one in five pregnancies end up this way. Even now with the abortion pill accounting for over half of the abortions performed, babies' lives are still at great, great risk. The Ministry of Preborn and The Blaze are partnering to save 70,000 babies' lives this year. And we've got a good start going. One ultrasound is $28, but any gift will help. $140 gift sponsors five ultrasounds. 5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for a whole day. If you have the means, a gift of 15000 will put a brand new ultrasound machine in a needy pregnancy clinic. It's a game changer. And these preborn clinics, they also care for the mother up to two years after the birth. Uh, it's a four-star charity rating on Charity Navigator, so give with confidence. It's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Glenn. That's preborn.com slash Glenn. Do it now. It is. This is driving the left out of their mind. Rich men north of Richmond. The best comment I heard was, this is not country music. This is music for our country. Uh, it is. It's great. I don't know who this guy is, but now the left, honestly, this is from Variety magazine. Maybe he's a plant. Maybe he's a plant. By who? What are you talking about? Maybe he's a plant. What is that? We're going to uh, talk to somebody who knows the left and knows uh, how good Rolling Stone magazine is as a magazine of music. We're going to talk to the guy who is the banjo player. Yes, you remember him, don't you? Uh, Winston Marshall. He has his own uh, uh podcast and it's uh it's it's quite amazing uh to hear him talk about rolling stone and the coverage that they have given oliver anthony it's embarrassing winston is going to be here in 60 seconds stand by first let me tell you uh, about our sponsor this half hour our sponsor do you know that car repair costs are up around 20 percent from what they were last year yeah 20 percent in one year, that's four times the rate of normal inflation. But don't worry, it's transitory. This is just one of the reasons you should get CarShield. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as $100 a month. Flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, complimentary towing and rental car options. You'll also get... Uh, no long-term contracts, and the CarShield administrators handle all the paperwork. So, 
the best part about it is it's a hundred dollars today and it'll be a hundred dollars you know during your contract as long as you have it you'll get that level of service and your price will never go up no matter how many claims you file it will never go up even as your mileage on your car increases lock in your price now carshield.com 800-227-6100 800-227-6100 it's carshield.com slash beck all right we have winston marshall on uh with us uh welcome to the program hi how you doing man not much very good is this i'm speaking to glenn oh great yes you're speaking yes and this is winston right that's me. Okay, good. good to good. hear your voice again. Yeah, good to talk to you. Um, one of these days, will you just bring your banjo, even if it's on the phone? Will you just bring the banjo? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, one of these days. I think days, I yeah. think you do. I think you do. So, um, <laughs> Winston, I saw a um, uh, I saw a piece that you wrote. I think it was in the Spectator about Rolling Stone right. magazine. They are losing their mind over uh, uh, Oliver Anthony. They're just going crazy. That's right. Yeah, well, we should start by saying the story of Oliver Anthony is absolutely wonderful. This, here's a kid, factory worker from Appalachian, America, and he has currently got four songs in the top 10, 10 songs in the top 25 iTunes chart, and all three of the top three. This is a huge moment. These songs have been recorded on his phone, just his beautiful voice and a guitar. It's so authentic and it's so real. And this, Glenn, is the counterculture that we've been looking for. All of this music that we hear a lot of the time that just enforces the establishment. This is a, a, a real, authentic musician who, who, who's you know, howling against both Republicans and Demo- Democrats, the rich men north of Richmond. It's just so exciting. And, and very rarely do I get this excited and, uh, about things uh, happening in music. Uh, or, uh, certainly it's been a while anyway. Yeah. And yes, the music press, Rolling Stone, and, and, and not just them, a lot of the music press immediately, they, instead of sharing in this excitement of a truly countercultural moment. Instead, they, they look at who, who's enjoying this music, and they denigrate it accordingly. So, for example, for uh, Oliver Anthony, they run the headlines, uh, right-wing, right-wing influencers have a favorite new uh, uh, country singer. As, as if that, you know, it, it almost sounded completely backhanded, as if that has anything to do with them so what? Who likes the music? Music is for everyone. Why would they lead with that? And this is a part of a, a bigger picture we're, we're, we're seeing. When Jason Aldean, who's number four in the iTunes chart, I'd say, just behind Oliver Anthony, had yes. uh, the incident a month ago with Trevor in a small town, a song bemoaning the rise in crime. Crime, we know, has gone up something like, I think, 44% in the last 10 years, 8% since 2021. These are FBI statistics. And instead of, you know, sort of understanding that sentiment, they paint the whole thing. They ran a, they ran a title 
the most ridiculous right-wing country songs of all time, uh, you know, hooking it onto the Jason Aldean song, as if being worried about crime is a right-wing talking point. I no. know. It doesn't matter who you are. It, it, crime is an issue that we all are concerned about. We all care about. It, it, it's so shocking to me. And, you know, I could speak at length about Rolling Stone. And uh, Last year, for example, there's another huge story. Bryson Gray, who is a rapper, unknown rapper, beat Adele, the biggest selling music artist of the 21st century. She's untouchable. He put out a song called Let's Go Brandon, and it beat her to number one in the iTunes chart. But is, you know, in music, and uh, I know this from music, you, when you have a, 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 an album or a single you're about to put out, you work out who's putting out albums because you don't want to put out at the same Correct. time to, as an artist because then no one, you'll just get clouded out. Mm -hmm. Adele, no one dares put out a song at the same time as Adele because she's definitely going to get to number one. And then here comes Bryson Gray with the song Let's Go Brandon, and it goes number one. Now, Rolling Stone didn't even report on that story. They're so uh, in, in their own bubble that they didn't, th th this magazine that has been the countercultural magazine of American uh, post-war history, they, they, they're so blind to genuine counterculture today in the 21st century that they miss this, these massive stories or uh, they spin them into this bizarre narrative. It, it, it blows my mind. So um, I, I'm not sure that it is, you know, counterculture. I think they were only counterculture because maybe perhaps they were all leftists. Now, they they're not covering it because they never were counterculture. They had their ideology and they were always leftist. And now that the right is and I can't even say this guy is right other than meaning non-politically. He's correct. His words are the feeling of America, which is counterculture. So why mm -hmm. wouldn't they be covering it unless they weren't counterculture the whole time? They weren't really about that. Well, I think it would be unfair to say that they weren't countercultural. Counterculture back in the sixties and seventies when they started, they were the counterculture. They were. It was boomer. It was hippie. They were the drug taking, uh, right. you know, avant-garde musicians. It was counterculture. What happened in that boomer generation? I mean, these are. They had some truly great writers. I mm. mean, Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, uh, they, uh, uh, P.J. O'Rourke. Um, Tom Wolfe is even now considered a conservative author uh, to some people. They, they had some of the great post-war American writers, but they were the boomer generation, and the boomer generation are now the establishment. Yes. Back then, they were the counterculture because the counterculture or the people in charge were, it was the majoritarian Christian right. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Now... It is, uh, I don't know if you necessarily call it leftist, but the progressives, I would say, are in charge. They are the culture. They are what's, what's um, the, the, the establishment. And so counterculture now needs to be against that. And when these countercultural moments happen, as with Oliver Anthony, as with Jason Aldean, as with Bryson Gray, as with the Sound of Freedom movie. Oh, I didn't even mention that. I know. The way they documented this. Astonishing film, a beautiful. I saw it in a metropolitan city in Los Angeles, in a in a uh, middle working class area part of town, a multi ethnic audience. The whole theatre was in tears, and there was a standing ovation at the end. 
This is a film exposing the two million uh, children across the world being sex trafficked. So, you know, Winston, I I can't let you talk about this without pointing out because I'm so uh, I've told you, I think, when you were here, this audience that you're speaking to now is, I think, the greatest collection of human beings uh, as an audience uh, ever, ever assembled. Mm -hmm. That this audience is the one that paid for that operation. Not the movie, but paid for that operation uh, to save uh, those kids. That money came from this audience. You believe that? Well, God bless your audience, then. Yeah, they're great. They're great. It's, it's absolutely astonishing, and it is, it is God's work. And, and, and um, you know, there's a famous line, or there's a line that's become famous from that film, is God's children are not for sale. And when you yes. see uh, the, the attacks by uh, magazine, establishment magazines like Rolling Stone, uh, calling it far-right and QAnon conspiracy theories. You cannot help but see this all as some sort of spiritual war. That clearly, this film and the work of Tim Ballard is God's work saving children. And anyone who's immediately leading by attacking that, I, it's pretty obvious which side they're on, and it's not the side of the angels. So then th- that, that is just shocking to me when i saw them go after this song and say that it was far right okay because he was talking about high taxes and welfare and everything else okay i get it. but then to say it was QAnon and a and a weird uh subset of the of the right that seems to be obsessed with uh pedophilia but obsessed in the right way you know trying to stop it and stop children from the sex slavery industry i don't yeah. i don't even know how you defend that how, how are they sitting around going yeah i know it's just crazy these people against pedophilia well there's one vox.com article that argued that the film did more damage than the evil it was purporting to expose which is just absolutely astonishing and you just I suppose one has to pray for these people that are are cooped up in their bedrooms, tapping away at their keyboard, not actually offering anything to the world except to tear down, like sons of Cain, anything good that they see. And they're just lost. They're just so lost. It's 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 horrific. And 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 to be I mean, I can get angry about it, Glenn, but actually, maybe I should be laughing. No, I think you're right. Look at the success of Oliver Anthony. As I said, 10 songs in the top 25. Look at the success of Sound of Freedom. I think they gross, uh, uh, I mean, uh, it's over, uh, something like 150 million on a $50 million budget. Look at the success of Jason Aldean. He's got mm-hmm. his, his number one. He's still in the charts. The, the people, are, are, they're, they're, they are speaking volumes. They're, they're speaking in a way that these magazines, who no one reads anymore anyway, they're just they're just desperately scraping at, at the sort of the night in, in I don't know uh, I guess I'm gonna try, I, I, I split it between frustration and anger at, at, at the at what they say but also it's just so ludicrous I, I suppose I have to laugh. Uh, we're talking to Winston uh, Marshall. He is uh, from um, uh, Mumford and Sons, and he was the guy who was kind of kicked out because he just was saying what he thought. Um, let me uh, take you one last place, and that is to Variety magazine. They are now saying that perhaps Oliver Anthony is too good to be true. Uh, 
that he's not authentic, that he's a plant. The hell is that? (laughs) Well, this is the conspiratorial left, I think. You know, we get called conspiratorial for all our perfectly normal opinions. And now we can see that it's the conspiracy theories are really coming from the genuine ones. Uh, uh, Because uh, and where I do agree with them, though, is that Oliver Anthony does seem to be too good to be true. And and, uh, there's just there's a spark in him. The God's working for him. And I can only pray that that he he keeps this and that he's not manipulated by these, by these evil actors and that he's not brought down by quite something, you know, I've been for a few times and I'm sure you have as well, Glenn, that when you have in, in you, that sort of limelight, that sort of spotlight, you have a lot of people attacking you. It, it does affect you and it affects your soul. And we, we must pray for uh, uh, Oliver right now that he, that he, he, um, it, he's not affected by this stuff because He's really doing God's work, and he's exposing these uh, these foul actors for who they really are. We, the people, can see how ludicrous uh, their comments are. So he is not doing anything, which I think is smart, and then at the same time I have a problem with it. Um, he is not doing anything with anyone political. So he's not reaching out. He's not. He's just not taking anything um, to gain additional exposure, not that he needs it. Uh, but I heard somebody say that, well, that, that hurts, that hurts the right because somebody should, you know, if he's singing about these things and we agree with them and they don't, but I, I don't feel that way. I feel like just do your thing, just do your thing. Don't make it about politics. I think you're right, Glenn. And I don't think it's, we should see this as a right and left wing. That's playing the same bloody game that Rolling Stone magazine is playing. Music has the ability to transcend and unite. And there's no reason why, whatever your political identity is, if, and as it changes through your life, there's no reason why you can't enjoy this music for what it is. And I actually disagree with whoever said that because Oliver should take his time. He's got a long career ahead of him. I've been listening to his songs on repeat. This is not a one-hit wonder. This is a real talent. But we're going to know the name of Oliver Anthony for many years to come. Mm. And let's hope that this guy can unite us. That I, I love your country, and, and I'm here, here a lot. And I, I, I always have this sense of, the, of two Americas. And I really hope that, that, that they can be reconciled. And it's people like Oliver, authentic talented people like him who are in that position to do that. And, and I think it would be a shame for him to suddenly play into the hands of the right when he can transcend that. Winston Marshall, uh, he is the host of Marshall Matters. You can watch his podcast wherever you get your podcast. And Winston, it's always good to talk to you. And one of these days, show up with a banjo. One, just one of these. And <laughs> <laughs> great to speak to you again. It good sounds to like you're you. doing very well. So thanks Thank for you. having me on. You bet. God bless you. Uh, Winston Marshall. Okay. Um, our sponsor this half hour is American Finance. American Financing, NMLS 182334, org. I can't believe it. I've been talking about American Financing for about 10 years now. They've been around for over twice that amount. They survived the crash of 08, and they're going to keep surviving. That is kind of amazing, seeing that you see what interest rates are doing to the American people right now. You'd think the company like that wouldn't be able to continue saving people money, but they are. And it's partly because they don't work for the banks. They work for you. 
They have salary-based mortgage consultants whose only job is to get you the right home loan to save you money. They don't charge any upfront or hidden fees. And if you don't qualify, your credit score, if it's not perfect, they'll help you on that. Over 2,000 of my listeners have called them just this year to help them save money. Small number of those didn't actually have the credit score to qualify, and American Financing ran them through their credit care program, which is free and will help boost your credit score. So what can they do for you? There's only one way to find out. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So can you check that website for me real quick? Um, I want you to go to uh, mercuryone.org. And um, yes or no? It's still having problems, yes. Last hour, I said that we should uh, we should do better than the $700 the American government did for Hawaii. We've already done, he, I think he did $1.8 million at $700 per household uh, for the Hawaiian, Hawaiian survivors. And uh, I said, geez, we've already done almost $400,000, and I've only mentioned it a couple of times on the air. We got to do better than $700 the U.S. government. And, uh, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad. If we want the government to do less, then we have to do more. And I mentioned the website. And uh, as I was talking about it, uh, it was hacked. In the middle of me saying, go there, because we can do better. I find that an interesting coincidence don't you i do um and it uh it says uh it's a, it's a bangladeshi hacker so you don't have to uh, worry about it it's okay just someone from bangladesh okay just hacking in you yeah know? sure Happens i'm sure it's from yeah i'm sure it's from bangladesh sure it is uh well uh we'll get it back we'll make sure it's secure and then give Because obviously somebody in Bangladesh doesn't like it when you give. MercuryOne.org. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Samantha wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, Winston, my six-year-old Sheltie, is a picky eater, and I've been really impressed. He will pick the dry food with the Rough Greens over his wet food any day, and that's saying a lot. It would take him two days to eat a cup of dry food before. Now he gobbles it down. And he's only, he's only been on the product for three weeks. And he's great. Samantha, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for trying this. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. And you sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead. You want the greens. You name it, if it's healthy, it's probably in there for your dog in Rough Greens. And they want to give you the first bag free. Call 833-GLEN33 or go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get the first trial bag for free. Free, all you pay for is shipping. 
833-GLENN-33, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Go there now. Back to back tonight. It's Studios America, Glenn TV. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. The war in Ukraine continues to grow more growing concern about uh, the use of nuclear weapons by Vladimir Putin. Uh, yesterday, Joe Biden gave another. What was it? 20 million. Was that was that what it was, Stu, or is it 200 million? I, <laughs> I mean, what does it matter? I, it doesn't Just matter add anymore. a couple more zeros to it. Yeah, whatever. They get whatever they want. Uh, and uh, the Republicans are now running a $2 million ad campaign to get conservatives on board. Meanwhile, the left is on board for some reason. I don't know why, but, uh, but they're against uh, every other war as long as I've been following politics. But this one, yeah. all in. All so, in. you know, it's weird how people are just switching places with this much money uh, involved. Uh, Ukraine, for instance, they were very anti-gay. Uh, and, um, and lo and behold, we started giving them money and then they decided on their own, no pressure from us to take up a gay rights, uh, bill. And, uh, they, they wanted to, we got to pass that. We got to pass that. And everybody, even the, even the conservatives were like, you know what? We're for this. This is the first time it's ever been brought up into parliament, but we are definitely for this. You know why? Because Vladimir Putin doesn't like it. And if he doesn't like it, we're for it. That is an actual quote from the leading conservative uh, in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't like it, we're for it. Okay. Mm. Now, so not only did they, you know, uh, start to uh, uh, debate uh, gay rights, and there wasn't much a debate for the very first time in this country. There wasn't a debate. But there's also something else that I think is really wonderful and groundbreaking. Um, Ukraine is not known for its love of homosexuality or its love for transgenderism. Not known for that. Really? Mm -mm, hmm. No. But they're enlightened. I know they're enlightened. They're very much like us, except when it comes to rights of people. Anyway, um, they have uh, decided on their own. The Ukraine Territorial Defense Forces has named a new spokesperson, Sarah Ashton Cirillo. Now, she's an American. And when I say she, I don't mean she. I mean he. Well, he's part of the word she. Exactly mm -hmm. right. And if I say he's... It has an S. Dump the apostrophe, put the S at the end to the beginning, and you have she. <laughs> you You're go. right. Okay? It's the same word. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he came over as, uh, as an American man uh, who's, you know, masquerading as a woman, and he joined Ukraine's armed forces. And here's what he had to say. Uh, he's now, by the way, the spokesperson 
for uh, the Ukrainian Territorial Defense Forces. He's the spokesperson to America. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's, a, that's a real job? It is now. There's a spokesperson job just speaking to us? Just, from yeah, speaking Ukraine. to us. Yeah, from mm. Ukraine. Transgender. Here, here he is. If you look at Putin's mouth, you'll notice that blood drips from it. He's a vampire carrying out genocide against both Ukrainians and Russians alike. Vlad Putin bathes in the blood of innocent children and enjoys it. And this is why the dictator of the Russian Federation must be deposed and why peace talks have to be focused on President Zelensky's 10-point peace formula and the full liberation of Ukraine. Is this real? This has to be a bit. This is real. This is real? This is real. Wait a minute. You're telling me... This is real. can't be real. It You're telling is me, real. No. No, I can't be real. You're telling me that the Ukrainian government has employed a transgender a guy who's mm-hmm. masquerading as a woman mm-hmm. as a spokesperson to us to tell us that Vladimir Putin is a vampire mm-hmm. and that he bathes in the blood of children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. Look, there are a lot of things that need hyperbole. Vladimir Putin's not a good guy. You don't really need to exaggerate uh, the things he's mm-hmm. done in his life. Mm-hmm. But they did. By the way, if you don't believe me. It is me, really real? If you don't believe me. I don't. Read the article by John Jackson in Newsweek magazine. Ukraine military has a new transgender spokesperson. I can't. So the country has gone from we don't believe in gay marriage before the war to we're not only for gay marriage, we're for the parades during the war. We're for absolutely all of it. Uh, And we've got to we've got to pass this gay marriage thing because that's what our boys on the front are fighting for. That's an actual quote. That's what our boys out on the front are fighting for, for gay marriage. Really? They are. I bet they'd be surprised because when they left home, they most likely were not for gay marriage. But now that they're getting so much money from America, well, you've got to have a transgender spokesperson because Americans need that. This is like their understanding of what Americans want. Like they've seen all the stuff on TV and they're like, oh, they must really like. I don't think they care what Americans want. They care what American power wants. Mm. And that's what American power wants. Right. They're they're trying to transform Ukraine into the vision of Joe Biden or somebody somebody more coherent. And they're very excited about her. I mean, all the people on the left are very excited. She's she's a brave woman she's a he she's a he i think we could do that and she's not uh he's a not a a ukrainian transgendered person no it's an american transgender person who went over there and joined the military joined the military and then fought and said this isn't for me i i don't like this and so uh then they put him in the medic tent Mm -hmm. and he didn't like that because he he got scratches uh from a bomb that went off and he had some shrapnel in his hand and some scratches. And so now he's, he's in Ukraine, you know, behind a green screen. Uh, that's one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in my life. Good looking right. woman too. Right? Well, first of all, yes, a hundred percent. Best great, looking great. woman you've ever seen. Absolutely. Right. Uh, beautiful. Should win an award from, should win an ESPY 
from ESPN and the incredible achievements that right. uh, she, right. she has, has made. Put, yeah, Probably made woman life. of the year, I'm thinking. Probably. Yeah. I mean, Miss Universe, yeah. is that still open? Can, uh, can I don't know, but we can just cancel out. But then in addition, though, like it, it's it's like North Korean level propaganda. Again, Vladimir Putin is bad. He's done a lot of really bad things. You wait don't minute, need to exaggerate him minute. to saying that blood is I dripping I don't think from she's exaggerating. Listen to what he just said. If Wait. you look at Putin's mouth, right. you'll notice mm-hmm. that blood drips from it. He's a vampire okay. carrying out genocide against both Ukrainians and Russians alike. Okay, have you looked at Putin's mouth? I, I mean, I've seen it. Before. Have you not noticed the blood that's I didn't dripping see any from blood his? At all. Really? Because he bathes in it daily. Mm. He's like, I want more blood for my bathtub. And they're like, we can't. We, we don't have enough children. We've killed all of the Ukrainian. Give me Western children. I don't care. And I want it not only in bathtub. Tomorrow I want shower of blood. Hmm. That's a, that is a, one of the uh, legitimately we've I say this maybe too often. That's legitimately one of the strangest things I've ever seen. <laughs> you in my can't life. say that. Anymore. I, 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 I've never say se- that every day. We say that every day. I, now. though, at times, it's just an expression. No. That is legitimately one of the strangest things I've ever seen in my life. I've given up on uh, just saying that as an expression. Right. I think that's yeah. true. We should I mean, stop. We should stop no, that as an expression. Yeah, I think I have long ago. I think I, now every time I say it, I'll say, like, this is the weirdest thing. This is something that just doesn't make sense. Right. I've never seen anything like it before. You stop yourself. I stop myself because every it, day I'm saying that. But like legitimately, that's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. The combination of of the transgendered situation, the delivery of it, the fact that like it's like North Korean type propaganda, right? It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, you know, hey, Kim Jong-un, the first time he played golf, scored an 18. Mm-hmm, it's like that mm-hmm. that really happened in North Korea. That's mm-hmm. really what they said happened. Mm-hmm. The propaganda really said that. Mm-hmm. What do you mean he's bathing in children's blood? I mean, I... I, I he kills children. Right. But, and you know what? He does kill children. Yeah. You don't need to exaggerate it. To, to do, There's do blood you, literally dripping off of his lips. Just because you haven't seen in a bathtub of blood doesn't mean he hasn't been in a bathtub of blood. I mean, that's factual, but Thank I you. will say this, Glenn. Uh, I think it's I, factual. You just heard him say it. I, I know, but I can... Confirm that he does not have blood dripping down his lips when I've seen him. So that is when you've seen him. So you're not with him all the time. It's off times. She's close. She's closer to him. She's in Ukraine. That's the next country over. That's true. We're on the other side of the world. All right. I, and, I, re- uh, I retract all criticism. And, uh, it's let a me great tell video. you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. A man who goes on a horse mm-hmm. without his shirt, he immediately sees this beautiful woman and thinks, Bath of blood, or maybe just her. Maybe I sweet talk her. Maybe she come over to my pad. Uh huh. Uh huh. Won't he be in a surprise when he finds out? Wait a minute. You're not beautiful woman. Yeah. I mean, it's not the ugliest Eastern European woman I've ever seen. I'm not going to say that. You know. Just, uh, I would say you're right on that. Yeah, there's been, yeah, so Russian been, women I'd or say, this woman, maybe Vlad is thinking beautiful woman, <laughs> and she's great. I just, <laughs> oh, she's American, so she's hideously <laughs> ugly on that scale. Uh, there's no real estate, no real estate agent who, uh, really went above and beyond, uh, for me. Mm. 
except maybe one, except maybe one. And I've sold houses, always lose on houses. Don't do what I do on real estate. No. Uh, really, really bad. Um, but I've had one that really went above and beyond. One. And it was, it was night and day difference. When you, when you have somebody who knows your market, knows what your house is worth, sells the houses around you, uh, can help you and has the phone numbers of people. I've been with this one real estate agent where they were like, I have the, I have phone number here. This person can help you. This person can help you. You need to get this done here. These people won't gouge your eyes out. And you, you have a feeling of gratitude and even friendship at the end of the relationship. That's the kind of relationship you'll have with the real estate agents I trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You go there, tell us where you're buying and selling, whether it's across the street or across the country, and we'll help you find that kind of real estate agent. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. So these are the uh, auto trends that uh, uh, car people believe are coming to an end in the next few years. Bigger car designs, bigger vehicle price tags, bigger screens, driving assistance systems. Not every new trend can survive. So the first thing they see dying. Unless new technology comes along, EVs will disappear. In 15 years, when all the current crop of EVs have dead batteries, that will be the end. Consider 75% of Americans only buy a used car. Did you know that? No, that's a crazy that's a huge 75%, 75% only buy used cars. Only buy used cars. Hmm, I would not have guessed it's that The high. average age of a used car is 12.2 years. With a stated battery life of 15 to 20 years under ideal conditions, when EVs are 12.2 years old, they'll have the possibility of the battery dead go, battery going dead soon. None of the sellers would warranty a 12-year-old EV. No one with common sense would buy a 12-year-old EV. Thus, a very limited market for any EV. I think it's true. It does seem like there's not really a great resale market for these EVs. Now, I don't know. Some of the stuff changes, right? You can take all the car, the gas-powered cars off the market. Maybe the EV yeah, uh, the bicycle market. would right. be big. Yeah, right. I mean, you know that that's that's what they're putting us into as well. They're blocking the road for any return to something that would work, and we have not seen EVs. Uh, well, we've seen them go bad. We have not seen them wear out yet. We haven't hit yeah. a large number of people that have said, oh, man, my EV, it's worth crap. I mean, the very first Tesla, this is pre-Elon Musk Tesla. People don't realize there was a pre-Elon mm-hmm. Musk Tesla, but there was. In fact, we featured uh, this car, the Tesla Roadster, uh, on uh, CNN headline news. That's how far it goes back. But there's a few of them that are still out there for sale. And uh, they did a big battery uh, upgrade to these things, R80, I think it was called, and it was supposed to like extend the battery life and, and make, but like 
there's very few of them. And now there's just companies that are like making batteries for these, these, this very limited run of cars. There's only a few thousand of them that ever were sold. And they're trying to make batteries to extend the lives of these things. I mean, obviously you can switch the batteries out, but now you're talking about second and third generation batteries and, you know, working with old, it just doesn't seem like a good idea. And it, when you feel, when you look at like technology, the way it develops, this is, these cars are like sort of like computers on wheels, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're less cars. Like a Tesla is not a car. It's a, it's a computer on wheels. And as these things go on, you know how fast that stuff gets outdated it's not oh, like a normal car. Like it's all the bells and whistles that you get in these cars get outdated really, really quickly. I mean, that's one of the problems. And you know, everybody's going with these huge screens that you know oh. the whole inside of your car is a screen. Look terrible. Uh, they those are outdated so fast. Oh. Once somebody comes up with a new screen, then mm-hmm. those cars. I mean, have you seen the old screens in cars from like? 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. I just sold my car that I had. It was a 2012, and I just sold it last year. It it looked, the screen looked ancient by the time I sold it. Ancient. And these are all, the whole car is a screen, basically. It's like walking around with a Blackberry. Yeah. You're like, what? Yo, I left my pager at home. Not to mention, too, like Tesla's obviously a success story, but like, is Lucid going to be around for 25 years? I don't know. Is Ford going to be around? That's the real question. Ford is losing so much money. How long can they lose billions of dollars every year just on this stupid EV idea?